We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So I was going to sit on a guy's face last night, but then I I looked at the hotel he was at and it was four stars and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. (laughs) I'm not going to climb up there for four stars. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. What's up? What's up? Well, I think you know. Oh, I do. Or do I, you just want to get right into yeah, it? Yeah, let's get right fucking into it. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, don't even know if I want to talk about this asshole because he's already wasted so much of my time. Right. But, but, he, but let's do it anyway. Yeah, let's talk shit. So what's funny is I didn't talk about him on the podcast because what I said is I didn't want to fucking jinx it. Right. So what that proved is that nothing matters and we can fuck things up in any possible way. Yeah, there's no such thing as jinxing it. People can just be pieces of shit. That is possible. Mm -hmm. So basically, I met this guy on Hinge and we were talking like pretty immediately and we were texting a lot and then we FaceTimed for three and a half hours. It just got super personal, super quick. And then he was texting me like all day, every day. And then he was like calling me at night. So we were talking on the phone like almost every night. And I was home for a week and a half. And I was like, oh, why don't we meet up when we get back? What day are you free? And he said that Friday. Mm-hmm. So it would be two weeks. But we were talking all day, every day. He like listened to the podcast, didn't care, didn't seem to care. But I don't know, maybe he got to an episode where he was like, woof. Uh, too much and if so we'd like to know which one yeah can you just tell me which episode it was bitch can you tell me what tweet it was um we'll call him big slippers because he was like oh like what's gonna be my nickname to your friends like he's already planning his like escape invasion of my life yeah so did he tell you why because that's weird he didn't tell me why and then thursday i didn't hear from him 
and we're supposed to hang out Friday. Right. And I was like, this is weird. This is weird because he would like text me up until he fell asleep and then as soon as he woke up. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to freak out because that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy for me to not hear, get a text for 12 hours and be like, what the fuck? But in the back of my head, I was like, something's off. In the back of your head, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy to think what the fuck, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then I text him and I'm like, hey, what's the plan for tomorrow? I'm just going to play it cool. Right. And then I just get a text from him that's like, hey, I talked to my therapist and he doesn't think I should be dating, so I don't think we should meet. And I wrote, are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, nah, sorry. Nah. You hit me with a nah? I read his 20-page short story, okay? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love anyone enough to do that. I mean, I thought we, you know, I thought he was the one. I I mean. (laughs) I also read another short story that was 10 pages. So I'm not going to read 30 pages of your bullshit writing to end with a nah. Like, that's not how it goes. Mm -mm. Nope. And he, I called him and he was like, kind of just like, I feel really bad, but just like, yeah, I don't, I can't meet you. And I was like, look, I've been stood up before. Mm -hmm. I've been denied before. I've been ghosted before. But never with that much time. Never with a therapist's involvement. Yeah, my therapist doesn't want me to see you. See, now, I want to know the reason behind that. Be like, what did you tell him? Like, oh my God, what did you tell him about me that he's like, no. Well, he said he's been having panic attacks, which, I don't know, maybe. He welcome fuck- to the world. It's a fucking pandemic. Yeah, it's like, welcome to New York, bitch. Yeah. In the words of Taylor my Swift. My resting heart rate is like 110. I Yeah, get a whoop. Get a woof. What are those called? A whoop. A whoop. Get a whoop and figure your shit out. Take some melatonin. It was pretty unbelievable. I was like genuinely hurt and it felt weird because I'm like, I haven't even really met this person. Right. But like you spend time with someone on FaceTime. Like it kind of feels like you have. Yeah. But it sounds crazy. It doesn't sound that crazy just because I think that's our only option right now. Like, I mean, number one, you weren't here, so you couldn't immediately meet up. And then, like, you're getting to know each other. And I think sometimes it's almost easier to divulge stuff when you're like, okay, well, if you're on the phone, you don't have to see their reaction. And if it's via FaceTime, you're like, oh, well, like, I can still walk around my apartment. And, like, you know how you do, like, the nervous things when you're telling somebody news that you don't know that you want them to know? So it's kind of like that with FaceTime. You're like, we are looking at each other in the face, but we're not, like, there's no body language involved in this. Yeah. It was just... Did you say, like, well, this is really hurtful? Yes. Good. Nice. And then, so I bought mushrooms because we were going to do mushrooms. This is, I mean, obviously, looking back, the instability between the two of us is pretty high. At least you know that he didn't want you for your drugs. Like, (laughs) well, that's the thing. I'm like, had he fucked me and never spoken to me again? I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of legwork, but I see what you did there. Yeah. Had he just stolen my identity? I would have been like, again, this sucks for me. Lesson learned, but Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Right. If he had come over, stolen the mushrooms, and left while you were in the bathroom. Conniving, but an economist. (laughs) And makes fucking sense. And it makes sense. We gave him so many options. Yeah, and then Saturday I took all the mushrooms Mm -hmm. alone, obviously. Uh, My friend was like, you definitely shouldn't do that. And I was like, I'll be fine. No, was not okay. Mm. And uh, I texted him again. Ooh. Three times, actually. Mm. It it got a little crazy on my end. I'm not going to lie. I got a little crazy eye. And uh, I was just like, this is so hurtful. And, like, I still don't understand. And I just feel like you owe me more of an explanation and... No response. Hmm. No response there. 
I'm gonna start using that excuse. Mm -hmm. When I go to the dentist and they're like, why haven't you been to the dentist in two years? I'm gonna say, my therapist told me it was a bad idea. I can't know why my teeth hurt. It's bad for my mental health Mm -hmm. to know the problem here. Yeah. Getting two root canals is gonna hurt and I just, my mental. Leading up to it, I'm gonna be stressed. It's gonna hurt in the moment. The backtrack of it, also gonna be painful and stressful. Why do that to myself? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And that's what's driving me crazy. It's a lack of answers. Yeah. I'm like, either he has the smallest penis in the world or he met someone else, which also I would have preferred he said that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. But it's just like, also, I have nothing to do. So obviously I was like trying to go full, you know, um, who's that inspector? Who's the girl? Uh, it's Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. Carmen Sandiego. Who's Matilda? That's wrong. Um, no. Oh, Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy. God damn it. I really butchered that reference. So many women spies, though. Like, score one for feminism. Yeah. It just feels insane. And I feel mentally insane. You're not insane. Because it's annoying. Like, two weeks of... If it had been, like, two weeks of phone calls, because I think I even asked you when you told me. I'm like, have you FaceTimed this person? You're like, yeah, like, a lot. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. Because my go-to would have been, like, Hannah, he isn't. he doesn't look anything like his photos. And... That's just what this is. And that probably would have been easier because you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's annoying still, but it's like, maybe he saved us both some time if it was going to be like this gremlin that showed up. But honestly, like, I wouldn't care if he was like way heavier than his photos. I literally wouldn't have cared because I did enjoy talking to him so much. And I did think we had a lot in common. But I just I'm like, what does that fucking say about me where I'm like, I met this stranger on the Internet and I'm like really hurt that like he doesn't want to meet up with me. Because that's how people meet now. What are you going to do? Meet somebody at the dentist you're not going to? Like, no. <laughs> I know. When meet someone at my gynecologist? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. How old was he? 29. Okay. Well, because I was telling you earlier, I have a really big problem with, like, over 30 adult. It, and honestly, it's not even adult men. It's adult men and women. Everybody's just the fucking worst. And I know we can only blame so much on a pandemic, but I just have a problem now with people not acting like adults. And I know you make fun of me a lot for like having my life together. I really don't. I'm just very organized and I like do the things that I'm, I say I'll do. That's pretty much it. That's an adult thing (laughs) (laughs) to follow through commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I, it kills me, but it's like little things. I had some dude that was like said yes to somebody that I was matching him with was all about it for three days because between him saying yes and us setting up a meeting to talk, that's how long it took. Following up, yes, yes, yes. We meet on Friday night, which by the way, I don't do. Um, 12, not even, eight hours later, I have an email that's like, hey, I don't think I can do this. I don't know that I'm ready for a relationship. I'm like, what have you been doing for four days? I mean, was his name Surprisingly, no. If he had an Australian accent, it probably would have been easier to like forgive no this australian accent thing i'm over it i'm over the accent he ruined it for you see that's a tall order to ruin such a great accent oh it's done it's Mm -hmm. done in my book just gotta go after the irish they still have a good one i mean i just don't trust anyone like i don't (laughs) think i'm gonna trust i mean i deleted hinge i was like i can't yeah and i got my hair done yesterday by brandon yeah and he, I was telling him about it, and I was just like, I'm just fucking pissed. Because I was going to get a mullet. And he was I like, saw that, and I, I like, got scared. Well, I was going to get a mullet, and then I'm, like, telling him this story. I'm just like, I'm just fucking pissed. I don't care at all, but I fucking care. <laughs> I don't care, but I'm so full of emotions. And he was like, yeah, we're not going to do the mullet. That's a good hairdresser. Yeah, he was like, let's, you know, come back maybe, but no, nah, we're not going to do <laughs> the full today. mullet. And uh, I appreciate that. 
But yeah. I told him this story, and he was like, do you know where he lives? You should go to his house. And I was like, of course, Brandon said that. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of attitude I like. who we like to hang you out know, with. I feel crazy. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know his address, but. Hmm. I'm sure we could figure it out. What am I going to do? Show up to his house and be like, bitch. Just play Adele. What? Play Adele. Be like, you know what? Her album came out 10 years ago. This is still a banger. Here's someone like you and just like boombox it. Yeah, I should boombox his window. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, it's like, I think the last text I sent, because I was pretty fucked up, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, and this is the thing, like, I'm so afraid of being the crazy girl that I will avoid it at all costs. Yeah. I will fake my own death before <laughs> I let a guy think that I'm fucking crazy. But in this situation, I was like, this is so fucking crazy that no matter what I say, it's not crazy. Because no. this is fucked up. Yeah. He kind of beat you to the punch, which was nice of him. I guess. Yeah, how thoughtful. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> um, his name is Big Slippers. <laughs> Thanks so much, Big Slippers. Uh, yeah, so I think I, the last thing I said to him, I was like, can you actually just tell me to fuck off so that I know you're an asshole and not just mentally ill person that I'm neglecting? Nice. He didn't respond to that. I so. can't imagine. Why? Yeah. I think you're allowed to be pissed in this situation because it was going well. Like, he wasn't weird. You saw his face. It's so funny. He was texting me last weekend and I was with my friend and I was like, I feel like this guy's weird, maybe. And she's like, why? Because he's texting you a lot. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and he's showing a lot of interest. And I go, yeah. She was like, you're such a pessimist, Hannah. You've just been like treated like shit by guys. And that's why you think that. But you need to give this guy a chance. And then she texted me like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I go, oh, oh, you haven't heard. You didn't hear me shouting from the rooftops of my building that he's a fucking idiot. And I was like, oh, he said he actually wasn't ready for a relationship. And she just was like, are you fucking with me? And I was like, that was actually my exact response. (laughs) (laughs) See, but that's how you know you're not crazy. I know you have very cool, sane, normal friends. And if everyone is reacting in the way where it's just like, wait, what? It's not you. We got to make a fake account, huh? I have one. You have a Hinge account? I have a Hinge account because I used to use it for work. I stopped doing it. I forget if I got kicked off. I'll have to find it. I don't have it right now. I mean, I wonder if he's still on them. I mean, if he's not, it's a good sign because that means he's like mentally still Ill? shitty. But he was at least telling the truth like, oh, actually, this wasn't a good move. And I'm legitimately following what my therapist told me. That's actually fine. But if he's there, that's when we uh, strike. <laughs> Well, what is a strike? You know, like, what am I going to fucking do? That's the other You're thing. not going to do it. Someone else is going to do it. And they're going to do the same thing to him. Yeah. Like, would you like to FaceTime and then get, like, really hot looking at FaceTime? Like, sorry, I just finished working out. How are you? And then I'd be like, you know what? I would love it if you would come to my place in Chelsea. We should go to this restaurant. I'm going to make reservations. And then you pick the one that you know doesn't have very good heaters. So, like, it may say heated outdoor, but it's not. Then he goes and he's just sitting there and he's waiting because we're not going to tell him the day before that something came up. He's just going to go and show up and sit in the 35 degree cold. I'm a little offended. Do you think you'd make it farther than me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to nip it in the bud. I'm making this happen. See, if you want crazy, Hannah, I can get into crazy. I still have it in me somewhere. Yeah, let's fucking do it. I want to just... And the thing is, I'm like, well, if I find out he's lying to me, is that going to make me feel better? No. No. But will it be fun for everyone else? Yes. Yeah. It's like this pandemic just needs to end. So I don't care as much. Yes. Like it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if I had something else to do this weekend. I know. I could feel my body just 
Like when you feel your scalp on fire, Ooh. that's how I know I'm mad or like really jealous. My scalp always gets it first. Uh, yeah, I had to. T- I took three edibles and like so many swigs of NyQuil because I was just like, I need to not feel the <laughs> anger in my body. I was or like, anything. <laughs> yeah, I literally couldn't. I couldn't get out of bed. It's so funny because I'm like, I truly don't know this person. He could be a psychopath. Um, and he could be listening to this podcast right now because he's such a fucking narcissist. I mean, at this point. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And if you're out there, you can go fuck yourself. But can you just, like, text me back? Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yourself, but are you okay? Yeah. How are you? Should I come over? I can bring soup. Uh, <laughs> I got medication. I just, I don't know. My friends were like, he just love bombs you. Welcome to the fucking club, which is where a guy, like, is such a narcissist. They, like, show all this affection so that they can get all this affection mm-hmm. and then feel wanted. And then it's like, ah, I, I conquered this. Like, she likes me, so yeah. whatever. But I'm like, he didn't even fuck me. Yeah. But I did tell him I have herpes. Maybe he Googled herpes and was like, you know what? How do you what? not know what herpes is? They have herpes in Australia, trust me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I He didn't seem to know what it was, but... He also could be just a full-blown fucking liar. Maybe he has full-blown AIDS. Yeah, maybe he didn't want to make the situation worse. I think take a break. I don't know how long you really want to last or until you get bored, but like dating isn't going to be fun until March or April. People are cooped up, so they're in weird, odd moods, obviously. No one is their really cool, fun self. We're all either faking it and doing a miserable job or we're trying to force something that isn't real. So don't care too much if it's not going well because it's not going well for anyone. Yeah, I'm just taking a hot breather because I'm just like... But I guess I say that a lot. I'm like always in love, so (laughs) it's a little hard for me to be like, no, but this one, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, whatever. Today I actually felt a lot better because I was just like... I don't know. It's been two days. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. But it it's still just, it stings. And, like, I feel like a lot of people right now are going out with guys and, like, men are just kind of shitty right now. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like a good time to try to meet someone because it doesn't feel like anyone's in a good place. No, no one's their best self right now. And, like, guys that are emotionally underdeveloped, which is a lot of New York men. Guys? Yeah. <laughs> um since they don't know how to talk about their emotions and be like, hey, I'm kind of struggling with shit right now. Like girls are talking about it all the time. We just write it off. as like, I'm just being crazy. Like guys don't know what is wrong with them. So what they're doing is taking it out on other people. Did you ever think for a second that big slippers can be abbreviated to BS? <laughs> Maybe that was what he was trying to tell me all along. He and the guy who gave you herpes. I feel like you could throw a drink in his face literally for the rest of your life and it would always be justified. Yeah, I really have quite the um, your Rolodex. It's just it's popping. it's really bad. It's not good. It's just full of liars and fucking losers. But are you learning things from them? Absolutely now? not. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I'm not. But it's dating during a pandemic. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not typical. No one's feeling their best. No one's acting as they typically do. We're all fucked up and trying to pretend like nothing's wrong when literally, like, our feet are on fire. It's I feel dumb. It feels fucking bad, and um, it's just going to be really hard for me to, like, trust that any guy likes me ever, I think. No, you'll get there. I don't know, because the guy who gave me herpes also acted like he really liked me. I mean, I feel like my boyfriend probably still has to act majority of the time, because I'm not pleasant to be around a lot. Yeah, but at least he's paying half your rent. It's true. I'm in the worst mood of my entire life right now. Yeah, but at least you're not doing actively shitty things to people. Uh, not verbally. I'm thinking some awful stuff. Trust me. Yeah, but so do we all. I, but that's what I mean. Yeah, but. I just need to find this bitch's address and we're going to do. I don't even know. 
I'm like, can I egg his apartment? (laughs) I would say do the whole send a chocolate dick thing, but at the end of the day, it's still chocolate. And it's still money on my own. Right. I'm just sitting here over. I'm like, if we find out his address, we can go buy glitter and just send him like an envelope of glitter because that's just going to get everywhere for years, years. Yeah, that would be annoying. It's obnoxious. Like the really chunky star glitter that when we were little, you'd like glue on your eyes. You remember that? Get him that because that like you can't even vacuum that up. It like gets in between things. It's so funny. Girls and guys have like such different revenge. We're like, let's send him glitter. When guys are like, I'm going to kill the bitch. I'm going to cut her up. <laughs> We're like, let's, yeah, let's send him a glitter bomb. Glitter will totally Should get we send him. send him glitter or chocolate? Um, have you seen Promising Young Woman? I haven't. And I like, I feel like that movie came out a year ago. And I think it's because it was supposed to. Yeah, it was. I love the idea of it. And then I've read like annoying um reviews of it from people that like don't get like ironic ones that people are like this is misleading i'm like yeah this is what girls fucking go through why do they say it's misleading well they're just saying they're like this is perpetuating the idea that like women can act however i've read this like women can act however they want and like if a guy reacts in the same way then it's bad like they're doing it on purpose to make guys look bad i'm like you do realize that these stories and experiences come from guys being bad like not all of them yeah that's that's why this movie exists like it's no. because you guys do this shit. Oh, yeah. No, I watched the movie and it was like, it made me sick. Because really? See, that's what I'm afraid of, I think. It's so good. Yeah. I, I think I went, that started my spiral. Mm. And then the next day, the text thing happened. <gasps> and I was like, fuck men. This is a revenge plot about yeah. a girl getting raped. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It just reminded my. I was texting my friend about the movie. I was like, this movie is making me sick. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's very stylized. And I was like, no, I, I meant because I was raped in college. <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, it was just upsetting to watch. But it was such a good movie. And it just shows that men just like they have no like it's all about them. So like if they get in trouble, they're like, oh, my job. Like, oh, if she finds out that I did this thing. And it's like like men truly only think about themselves. Mm-hmm. They have such a hard time empathizing, too, when it's like the mental repercussions of it. Like yeah. you tell somebody that something like that happened to you and then you're like, yeah, I think about it every now and then, which is ridiculous when you think of what it actually is. You're like, oh, it pops into my head like when I'm just having like a boring day. I think of the time I got sexually assaulted. Yeah. Like think about something embarrassing you did when you were in eighth grade and how like that jumps into your head and then multiply it by like 10,000. Yeah, it's just such a fucked up movie. I don't want to ruin it, but everyone should watch Promising Young Woman. It is $20. Sounds worth it. It is worth it. Because if you were going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, I totally would have. But. So, but like, are you saying I need to watch this and have like an upper set up to immediately start playing afterwards? Because like, I don't deal well with things like that. Like, I read books that are very depressing and about like anorexia and stuff like that. And if I don't have like a Jessica Simpson memoir. book about anorexia? I'm fascinated by it. I think it. Because like. You're trying to learn tips. Yeah picked up a few good ones why do you think I look like this um no but there's some really really good ones and the psychology around it just fascinates me and I think like obviously any white girl that grew up in the early 2000s with like low-rise jeans we all had a little bit of a something going on but like there's one in particular by awesome author named like Maria Hornbacker called Wasted 
and I've read it four times. It's so good. But every single time I'm like, oh my God, like afterwards I'm like, I need to walk around. I need to read something that is so worthless and like funny and doesn't matter or else I'm in a hole for like a week. Yeah. So I have a feeling this movie is going to do that same thing. So I need to like, yeah, have, have like Gilmore have Girls. New girl, yeah, yeah. New Girl Ready or have you seen Happy Endings on Hulu? It's an older yes. show. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I would, I couldn't sleep for two hours after. Good. It just like fucked me up. But that's how you know it's a good movie. Of course. Because it got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, our guest today, very funny comedian. She has a special on Netflix called Quarter Life Crisis. She has a podcast called Self Helpless. Taylor Tomlinson. I'm excited. I am too. I can't wait. Let's do it. Okay. Well, so first of all, I want to ask you guys to please tell your friends to listen to this podcast. Go write a review. And I get it. Writing reviews fucking annoying. But that's the world we live in. So just go leave five stars. You don't even have to write anything. Actually, it would also be helpful if you wrote something, but you don't have to. Just tell your friends to listen. Don't make me start a Patreon. Don't fucking make me start a Patreon. The first time I ever met Taylor, we were in a competition together. Do you remember this? You won the competition, obviously. Oh my god. It was this the Flappers one? Yes. The college one? <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't remember what it was, but like you were very quiet, the green room, and I was like, this person's shy to do stand up. And then you got on stage. My friends turned to me and they were like, you know she's gonna win, right? This girl's insane. I was like, I know. And I was like, who the <laughs> fuck is this girl? And then you were like 18 or something at the time. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, I can't remember. It was the co- it was a college comedy competition, which is like I think we all had to be like college age, right? I, th- I must have been like 19 or 20. That's so funny. Yeah, I was so fucking shy. And right before that, I did an open mic in LA for the first time and bombed so hard it like broke my spirit. And then went and did that, and I was like, oh, okay, we're all, we're okay. Well, because you started in San Diego, right? I started in San Diego. Yeah. I know. I always look at you, and I'm like, she started at 16, and she really had. You knew what you wanted to do. I don't even think I knew what I wanted to do. I think I just kind of fell into it and then didn't think that I could actually do it as a career. I like didn't have the self-esteem to believe that. And then once I was in college, I was like, oh, I really want to do this. And then like met a guy and was like, I'll just be a teacher and get married. And then that guy dumped me and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way. Every Thank time God. I'm dumped, I'm like, you know what? My career. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you dump someone, you're like, my fucking career. This, I'm just married to the game, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there are bigger things out there for me. I like thought I was going to marry John Mayer at one point. I was like, I guess I'm going to get famous and marry John Mayer. I mean, he's comedy adjacent. It's not, you know, you could, it could have been worse. Yeah, I think, I think I'm a little too old for him at this point. But it's crazy because you, I know, I've known you since, I don't know. But it was like very clear you were going to get a Netflix special. And now I'm like, what are you going to do now, Taylor? What are you going to do now? <laughs> Did anyone have a Netflix special eight years ago? Mm, that I, wasn't I even a big Netflix, thing. But it was like pretty clear that you were going to do well. Like, I feel like in stand-up, it's pretty clear who's going to like do well. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, that's very nice. I mean, I just want to do another Netflix special. That's really all like, I obviously we all have, you know, agents and managers who are like, well, what are you doing next? What are you doing next? And when you're in LA, everybody's like that too. But the truth is I've, you know, developed projects and whatnot and like, it's fine. Like I like writing things as well, but just nothing is as good as stand up. And 
if I could just do stand up and just put out like a special every two years and never do anything else, I would be so happy to do that. I would be completely fine with that. But nobody wants to let you do that anymore. They're like, no, you have to be good at everything and you have to have a movie and a show. And you're like, do I though? Because I already have to be on social media, which is like another job. Yeah. Like social media is like, I have to get good at like a whole other thing. Because people in movies don't even have social media. Like they don't even have to worry about that shit. Because as a comedian, it's like you're selling yourself in every angle. Yeah. So in order to sell tickets, you're like, oh, I have to do... But with me, social media, I just get embarrassed. So I'm like, I can't post this. I'm like, is this funny? I texted like 10 people and they're like, it's not that funny. And I'm like, you're right. I just spent my whole day on it. So. <laughs> that's so funny. Because I feel like all your tweets are so funny. Whenever I see you on Twitter, I'm like, oh, that's, I, and I feel like you tweet a lot. I tweet I'm a lot. I'm not on Twitter very much. I feel like I tweet like two days every 12 days. And I'll tweet like a bunch. And then I just won't look at it for like, a week and a half because it makes me too sad to go on Twitter where everyone's just angry yeah. and like subtweeting everybody it's just like I don't know I hate that website so much but like the only reason to keep Twitter now is so you can screenshot tweets for fucking Instagram it's all so stupid are you guys on TikTok no but yeah, yeah I am but yeah I refuse I can't do it Tyler's a full-blown adult I she's my voice of reason every time I speak but, <laughs> um yeah, I do have a TikTok, and every time I post, I'm like, this is going to keep me from having sex with someone. <laughs> you know, like, someone's going to be like, I'm, I'm going to swipe left on this. <laughs> this was a 15-second cock block I just made. Yeah, exactly. I always make TikToks at, like, midnight, because that's when I'm watching it, where I'm like, oh, this, I can do this, and then you post it, and you're like, oh, I'm way too old to be on this site. I mean, it never feels good to post a TikTok. Like it's never, it never does. I feel like you've been posting more. You're Lately? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because during quarantine, I was posting so much. I think a lot of us were. As soon as like the pandemic hit and like everything locked down in March, I was posting like twice a day for like months because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to grow my social media and like, we're just going to do this and we'll do this web series and we'll do this podcast and like we'll do two podcasts a week and like you're just trying to overproduce almost and then now I'm at a place where I don't post every day anymore because like I feel like people get annoyed if you post every day because I just don't have enough followers I'm like if I go down back to if I lose back to 13.2 I just look like an asshole <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this I totally get that and I feel the same way because like I'll post things and lose followers or whatever but like who gives a shit? Nobody's paying attention to our followers except for us. Literally nobody. No, that's true. I just, it's in my brain. And are you on, are you on dating apps or no? I am, but it's like, as of so recently, it's like last night. And it's only because friends of mine are like, just, I've never done it before. And friends of mine are like, just see. And I've done it for like two hours. And I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> that's where I get my self-esteem is like, you know, someone looks you up, you're done like certain tweets, I'll be like match with someone. They're like, what's your last name? And I'm like, I'm going to delete a few tweets before I send this <laughs> well, off. Give me five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I like, was yeah. like, maybe I should make a different account just because, which is so stupid. But I'm like, when you try to date someone who's not in the comedy world, you're like, oh, you have to explain that you did a front facing video. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, hey, by the way, my social media is just me trying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's so true. I matched with somebody on Hinge last night, 
And then once you match with them, you can see their last name if they put it on there. And I looked them up on Instagram and they followed me already. And I was like, mm. like that already was just like, don't like it, which is so stupid because I have no, I didn't put my job. I didn't put that I'm a comedian. I have no pictures of me like performing. I also got on Raya and I already hate Raya, but friends of mine are like, you just have to see. And <laughs> I, I, it's so stupid that I even feel this way, but I feel like male comedians get on dating apps and they're like, I hope somebody recognizes me as a comedian. And I feel like female comedians get on dating apps and are like, how do I keep a lid on this for as long as possible? <laughs> like, how do I make sure nobody knows until they're in love with me? No, exactly. I don't post pictures of me doing stand-up because I'm like, that's, mm. especially because they're like, how come I've never heard of you? And I'm like, oof. I don't know. Love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You could have just said hi, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did he say anything? Like, I know, I know who you are. No. Like That's you? why I was like, if someone was like, oh, I've seen your stuff, that would be less of a turnoff. But somebody just like, whatever, like super liking you or whatever. And then just talking to you like, how's your weekend? You're like, you fucking know what's going on here. It's like, oh, my story, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That's a little bit how it feels. I also like, I don't know, I might delete them to be honest. Like I'm, I'm not interested in being in a relationship at all and I'm a relationship person. So usually when I try to like casually date or whatever, it just turns into a relationship. But with dating apps, I feel like it's really easy to just talk to people for a while and like never do anything about it. And I'm like, that's kind of all I want to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the. I've been single for six years, so I'm like ready to have a baby. But I, <laughs> why do you want to be single now? It's not even that I want to be single because I am a relationship person. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd love to just be married. Like that would be great. But I've been, I've like been in back-to-back -back relationships since I was 19. So that's like eight years. And the only time I've been single for longer than a month was I was single for like nine or 10 months when I was 23 and then just got back together with my ex. Other than that, it's always been like days or weeks or at most like a month and a half between relationships. And I'm like, I need to chill the fuck out for a minute, you know? Yeah, you gotta enjoy being single. Even if you're on dating apps and like it's dicey territory to tell someone like, hey, I'm not actually looking for anything serious because that's when you immediately get a dick pic. But like- <laughs> You kind of want to tell people, like, I want to meet new people. I have no problem dating. I just want you to be very aware this is going nowhere. Skylar's a matchmaker, so she's uh, she's helping my yeah. dating, which is mostly just, like, don't send that. <laughs> don't <laughs> person anymore. That's not worth it. Yeah, what dating apps are you on, Hannah? So I was actually on Hinge, and then uh, I was talking to this guy for two weeks, texting every day, FaceTiming for two, three hours a night, and then... We were supposed to meet up on Friday, text me Thursday. He goes, actually, my therapist says I can't be in a relationship and then blocked me on everything. What? Yeah. Blocked you? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to delete Hinge tonight. That <laughs> sounds horrible. So I deleted Hinge and uh, I went into my hairdressers and he's like, just download Tinder and sit on a guy's face. So I was going to sit on a guy's face last night, but then I, I looked at the hotel he was at and it was four stars and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I'm not gonna climb up there for four stars. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna risk COVID and bed bugs for this. Like, no. I mean, I've been single for so long, so I'd like to. I, I'm the same as you. I'd like to be married, but I don't want to date. So, yeah. But I, it's like learning a language. I'm just like, let's just get to the end point. I don't want to have to. 
practice. Yeah. But do you, um, if you don't want to talk about your engagement, we don't have to. No, I don't give a shit. I think anytime you get into something too quickly after you were in a relationship, it's just hard to trust yourself yeah. and know how you actually feel. And you're either like pushing someone away or you're trying to get too close too quick because you just want to be in a relationship again. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was really abrupt and I felt very sure before that. So it was like, after that, I was like, well, clearly I don't know anything. So I'm not going to like, you know, think about my rules in my next relationship. I'm not going to go like, oh, I don't date people who do this or live here or whatever. I was just like, oh, I'm going to date whoever I like, because clearly, you know, dating people who look good on paper doesn't work for me or whatever. But I was like super in love with my ex-fiance, like thought that was my soulmate, like was really, really happy for the majority of that relationship um, up until the end. So, you know, it's, it's scary. It's scary with everybody. It's scary with everybody. But he like DM'd me on Instagram. So that's a dating app too. It's all dating apps now. Yeah. yeah, that is. There's no hold bar. Well, you were 25 when you got engaged? Yeah. You grew up Christian, right? Or, yes. And so I did, well, all my friends were, and they're all getting married. And so it feels like that plays a part. I think it's, I mean, they're all happily married and whatever. And like, it makes me jealous a little. I'm like, maybe I should have stuck to the church. But <laughs> <laughs> God is on something. Yeah, like they seem pretty happy. But do you think that played a part of it? of like religion and stuff or no not really yeah oh absolutely yeah we like got engaged at my grandparents house like it was like my dream to just and I think part of it is I wanted to be I wanted to be married before like I had a Netflix special like to be honest because I wanted to like show my very conservative family like look I at least did this part right like I know I'm a dirty filthy comedian but like look and they're all proud of me. They like that I'm successful, but like my type of humor isn't, I'm not Christian. So I, I don't do that. Like they all think I'm going to hell, like in the nicest way possible. But I was like, look, I'm at least married, I think was part of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. You consider yourself such a dirty, filthy comedian, Taylor. I have to say you, you have gotten dirtier, but I wouldn't say if you're dirty, filthy, I am. <laughs> You are scum <laughs> on the bottom of our <laughs> Yeah, unacceptable. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing is everybody has different standards and like Christians think everything's super dirty. So like once you're, once you're doing sex jokes. And you're the you oldest, know. right? Yeah. Your sisters are probably like, nice, Taylor's leading the way for us. Thank to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think they care, but yeah, I mean, my parents haven't watched my special and I'm like, that's fine. Oh, they didn't watch it? No. Because they're they're afraid of what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Does that almost make it easier, though? Because when you're writing the jokes and when you're doing all of it, you're like, all right, well, this is going to be easy because I don't have to worry about any of that? Yeah, I mean, ideally, you'd love it if your parents were like, we watched it, it was great. Or like, that wasn't my favorite, but we still think you're awesome. Like, sure, of course, but they they wouldn't watch me if I wasn't their daughter. Like, they don't. They're, they wouldn't like this type of humor, you know? So it's not really a rejection of me. I'm just not their cup of tea. And if I saw, you know, two, like, 50-something Christian people, like, leaving my show, I wouldn't be like, I suck, you know? Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm just not, like, their thing. And it's fine. And I've had to sort of separate that because I think it's easy to feel bad about yourself if your parents don't like what you're doing creatively. But, like, 
it's all subjective and it's therapy and also like what dad wants to watch their daughter talk about like having sex or whatever like it's fine I get it yeah but my parents are just I think they're um I mean I think I get it from somewhere but like in my last the half hour I did I talked about herpes so I had to like Mm. tell my parents and my brother I had herpes which uh I thought was gonna be a lot harder than my I was like sitting my parents down I had to tell them and I was like very nervous and my mom goes oh my god thank god like I thought you were gonna say you're on drugs (laughs) she's like it's fine your grandmother had herpes and I I literally didn't think I could feel worse (laughs) that's kind of amazing though yeah, so it's like, I feel like it's parents, it's weird. And like, my mom will sometimes go through my Twitter and get really mad at me because she's like bored. So I think there's a balance of like, if I'm not happy with it, then it's better just not to look or watch than be like, why did you say that thing? <laughs> like, right. I, like controlling you through it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. I told my dad the jokes about him before it came out just because I didn't want him to have like somebody at church come up to him and reference something and like butcher it. And then he's mad at me. (laughs) And he saw like, he saw like a clip from it and got upset with me was like, is that about me? And I'm like, no. And I'm sure he's seen clips. I'm sure he's curious, but he's, he didn't, I don't know if I even talked to him the day it came out, honestly, but like, whatever. They're, they're happy that I'm successful. Yeah. But you, didn't you take the class, your first stand class with your dad? At a church, yeah. Oh, I didn't From know. a church comedian. Oh, yeah, I started doing comedy in churches. Okay, and that's- I was super clean that. for a while. Yeah, I remember that. And I, even now, like, I mean, I saw your special, it was great. And I, I just, I guess that's bad. That just says more about myself. And I'm like, I just really don't <laughs> that dirty. <laughs> but, like, what were his jokes? I'm like, what are dad jokes that are in stand-up? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember. I mean, he wasn't, like, he just took the class. He wasn't, like, gonna go out and do stand-up afterward. It was just, like, a- fun thing for us to do and then I happened to start doing it that makes sense like it stuck yeah 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 yeah. so when you were growing up then were you under super strict rules oh yeah I got when people are like oh my god quarantine so terrible I'm like I was literally quarantined every summer because I had b's instead of straight a's in like (laughs) middle school my dad took away my books one summer so I couldn't read also I was like, I don't even know what I did that summer because I couldn't see my friends and I don't think I was allowed to watch TV unless it was a whole family and I couldn't use the computer and I, he, then he took my books. I'm like, what was I doing? That's interesting that you take away the books. You'd think you want to yeah. read more. Are you scared of getting in? I'm scared of getting in trouble all the time. And my mom was just, she would just like know how to yell. I wouldn't really get in trouble. It would just be like, it's like a verbal whipping, yeah. you know? Right. So I'd always be scared of getting caught. And you've never drank, right? No, I mean, I've had... I've had alcohol, but this is how, this is how lame I am. I'm like, I've had alcohol. Um, I've had like a drink and that's only like this year. And I don't think it's something I can do. Like I've never been drunk. I don't think I've ever really even been, I don't think I've ever felt the effects of alcohol to be honest. I've had like half a drink, but yeah, I don't, I don't drink. And I, I just have too much alcoholism in my family to want to mess with it. And it's just so readily available and I have an addictive personality and I'm on the road alone all the time. So like all of that just feels like I would probably be an alcoholic. So I just don't mess with it. Yeah. And you're like, I have good skin. (laughs) My parents don't drink. And my dad was like, I think because my dad was like that growing up, he was just like, if I drank, I'd be an alcoholic. So I don't drink. I think I just have that mindset now where I'm like, oh, I'm probably the same way. And do you smoke weed or no? I do. But... 
I haven't been lately because I had a really bad experience with it. I did those like pro tabs and I did too much and I like passed out and it was like horrible. And I hadn't ever had that happen. And so then after that, I was like, I don't think I like this anymore. I don't know. I haven't been lately, but I, I have. And for a while I was relying on edibles to sleep, but now I take something else. Are you, I feel like you're trying to figure out if I'm fun and the, the short answer is no. <laughs> I th- I'm just curious of like, your self-control is pretty great. And I don't have that, obviously. I don't have this. Because most comedians, like, I guess it's like they're sober or they're a mess, kind of. It's like, there's very little people who are like, I've had one drink and I think it's a bad idea. And like, I think that's cool that you were able to have such self-control, but also be funny. Do you know what I mean? Oh, thank you. It's just like, it's odd to me that your brain is able to work that way. (laughs) In the nicest way possible. Your brain's (laughs) to function in a very optimal way, and that is just (laughs) mind-blowing. Yeah, I'm just curious how that happened. Is it because you were scared growing up of shit, and you're just like... Yeah, I have terrible anxiety. My mom died when she was 34, and so I think I always am just like... And this is very common with people who lose parents when they're young, but you think you're going to die at the age your parent died. Mm -hmm. So every birthday, I'm like, okay you have seven years left. Like, I just always felt like I didn't have any time to fuck around. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get away from that. But then the pandemic hit. And now I'm like, no, death is everywhere. (laughs) It's all around us. And we should be freaked out all the time. Um, So yeah, I think I've just been, I think it just comes from fear. I think it's fear and like a desire to prove myself all the time and a lot of imposter syndrome. And when you're young in this business and you get things early, um, people kind of just want to hate you. And I completely get it. And um, fair. (laughs) Me too. I hate me too. I think I'm always just so, and everyone just talks shit all the time. So you hear how everybody talks about other people and you go, okay, well, people are saying that about me too. And so I just have to work really, really hard so that even if people are like, I don't think they're funny or I don't think she's that good you can't say I don't work hard and that I haven't like worked hard for what I got at least I don't know I think I think there's a lot of that going on there's a lot of anxiety about a lot of different things there's a lot of anxiety about death and there's a lot of anxiety about not measuring up and not being worthy of the opportunities I get and like critics being right about me and I don't even know who those people are they could just be in my head (laughs) yeah I think they might be I (laughs) But it's, no one's like, oh, can you believe Taylor blew up? Like, I do feel like you have this, um, you're just, I don't know. Like, it's just, like justifiable almost, where it's like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, that's, that's what happens when you do what you did. So, yeah. Thank you. It's also luck. I mean, it's all, this business is trash. Like, it really is. <laughs> like, you, you just, like, you get, you get further into it, and you see all these people who get things super late or don't get, the opportunities that they deserve that would be justifiable or you know every comic's favorite comic isn't as big as the comic everyone shits on and it's just like you have to just learn how to feel good about what you're doing and the way you're doing it because there's so many fucking toxic people and opinions and like this industry doesn't care about any of us like they look at you know they look at like me and Hannah and Beth Stelling and Megan Gailey and they're like, that's the same person, you know, like, Uh, it's just like, everybody's like, oh, you're a white girl between these ages. You're, you're the same thing. Okay. Oh, you're a, you're a Jewish comic in his thirties. All right. You're in this group and we'll pick one of you from it. Like, it's just, it's just fucking casting. I mean, like the first thing I ever did was, what's it called? Uh, 
last comic standing and i was like i remember being in the van with esther pavitsky when we made like top 20 and it was like her and me and andy erickson and i remember us literally looking at each other and going like okay well the three of us are like three young white girls so like one of us will probably go through i hope it's you i hope it's you it was andy and <laughs> like it really it's just you're like okay this this business just it is casting a lot of it's casting so uh, if you happen to be someone who lucks out and gets opportunities you just have to make the most of them and work really hard and be worthy of them because it's it's not like everybody who you know has a netflix special deserves it more than everyone like there will always be someone who deserves shit more than you do and there will always be people who should have gotten what you got or whatever like yeah yeah i mean my mom will always be like how did they get that and i'm like mom we're done with that <laughs> that's the, right we don't ask anymore. we don't play that game <laughs> yeah yes. i'm like it's not and then she'll be like well i looked at their i'm like you're going on imdb pro like how do you think this is helpful my you mom is just, yeah <laughs> she's like so competitive well she's been a stage mom since I like mean, yeah my whole life yeah. IMDb pro she is plugged in yeah but i feel that way when you were like i wanted to get married before my special i'm like i want to get married so i take the pressure off of being successful so if i marry someone on wall street it's fine it's fine if it doesn't yeah exactly but that's proving to be pretty hard too (laughs) (laughs) it's weirdly like it's harder to find your soulmate than it is to get a netflix special is what i'm finding (laughs) yeah it's harder to get two dates than get on yeah I mean, then be an extra, which is what I've been, so. (laughs) (laughs) Have you dated someone who isn't a comic? I feel like you date comics, and not, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just. I've had five boyfriends, and the the guy I dated in college wasn't a comedian, and the guy I was engaged to was in this world, but wasn't a comedian, you know, but yeah. Do you think it's just easier? I guess you just download Hinge. But, like, I feel like it's weird to go on a date with a guy and trying to talk about, like, I go on dates with guys who work in finance, and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, literally not, nothing important. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely zero things. But more about you. (laughs) Yeah, what do you do? I don't care either. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I once went on a date with a guy, and then he texted me after. He was like, this is so weird. My friend sent me this video. He doesn't know we went on a date. And it was like a video that I did with Comedy Central. And his friend had just texted him that. And I was like, oh, cool. So what are you doing this weekend? And then he never responded. (laughs) What? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, I just get a little, I'm trying to clean up my shit. Because I'm like, I guess like if you Google me, it's like accidental butt stuff is the first to come up. (laughs) It's like a great sell for like a date. Because I'm like, it's not just my parents I'm thinking about it's like a guy's parents if he sees that he has to explain it to him. you know what I mean so I get a little in my head but I'm like I guess I shouldn't care right yeah I mean here's one way I think dating apps are healthy and there's a lot of ways they're unhealthy but and this is you know going off of what the three hours I've been on it but what I will say is like I have already unmatched with people and it wasn't because I was like this person sucks it was like it was usually just like, oh, I mean, just kidding. They're a year too young. Or like, oh, just kidding. I actually just don't think, you know, we would get along. Like, it's it's never, it's not, not never. But a lot of the time, it's not that the person's gross or something. It's just that I'm like, oh, for whatever reason, I'm just not feeling it. Or I just don't think we would hit it off. Do you know how many 
I'm sure you've been the same way. Like there are so many hot people on dating apps that you're like, fuck no, never. Yeah. You know, I think before I was on them, I was just like, oh, it's going to make me feel bad. It's going to make me feel like I'm not pretty if I like match with people I don't like or something, or if I don't match with people. And then you get on it and you're like, oh, this is, you're going off of five photos. Yeah. You know, who cares if someone doesn't like the five photo version of you? I and care, honestly. <laughs> I care <a> lot. <laughs> I'm actually, it's, uh, it's been a tough weekend after getting stood up by this guy. Uh, I'm so sorry. That's a nightmare. And I've heard friends tell me those stories and I'm just like, I can't, but that could happen to you with someone you met in real life too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. It, it probably, <laughs> <laughs> it could happen, you. Really, you can meet him at work. You can meet him <laughs> on the street. I'll hate you. It's just possible. Like, what do you say your type is? Oh God. I don't know. I mean, look, if you looked at the people I've dated, there is a trend happening. If you put them all in a room, you'd be like, oh, what, what sitcom part are we all auditioning for? Like, clearly this is. <laughs> you know but I'm trying to get outside of that and like not just date the next like first like tall thin white guy I see <laughs> which I feel like is what and I've been doing we know that <laughs> For good uh jumping off point I think That's right where you just you know I had a friend who was just like you can't you just can't do that again like just do something different so that's why I'm like maybe I'll just try casually dating for a bit because the idea of being in a relationship, I'm like, I'm not over my last relationship or the one before that even. Like, I feel like I've just been probably not totally processing the ends of of relationships because I'm like, well, I left, so I'm fine. And that's not true. So I don't know. What's your type? See, I'm kind of all over the spectrum. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I like funny guys um, who are mentally insane. They're mentally unstable. Yeah. That's kind of what I yeah. do. Or guys that, like, don't like to, uh, just feel noncommittal seems to be my type. But it could just be me. Uh, yeah. I feel like I was recently seeing a friend, kind of, we were, like, kind of dating, and I'm, I feel like I'm always the in-between girlfriend of, like, I'm never a guy's girlfriend. I'm, like, the buffer. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, yeah. bound for a lot of people. So I've been okay. for a lot of people too. <laughs> yeah. You have to be in the right mindset because you either don't mind, you're like, I know what this is, I'm good with it. And then it either works out that way, which is great, or somebody starts to feel something, you're like, nope. And then you have to nip it in the bud, you got to end it. Because, well, I was just like, I told him, I said, I like you as a friend and whatever, but like, I'm so done being an in between person. Like, I feel like that's what I am right now. And, and he was like, kind of. So now I'm just trying to like not be someone's casual thing because I've just been that and it's like it feels like and not that you have to want to date me. I mean you do, but like <laughs> yeah, it just feels bad. I like, think we found the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's yeah. I'm trying to change, I guess. Working with my therapist, you know, working on that. But yeah. Do you date comedians? Do you say you date comedians? I have, but I, I don't really know. Yeah. It's it's too complicated. I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. I feel like I've given that a fair shot. It's hard because if it doesn't work out, they're just there forever, you know? Yeah. They're but just around. Like, that. like, in a way of, like, you're never going to be able to lose me. Like, I'll always <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, my ex-boyfriend in college, I found out he had a girlfriend. I'm like, I may never see this guy again. But, like, a comedian that I had a, whatever, we saw each other for a while, I'll always see him again. 
it feels like, I mean, it's a sickness that I'm like, I don't want to, I hate losing relationships with people and I hate being on bad terms or like never being able to talk to someone. So like the sick part of me is like, oh, I like being able to like keep tabs. I don't have to drive by their house. Like they'll just be at the improv. (laughs) But everyone's on social media now. Like you can, you can Instagram stalk anybody. Yeah. Do you unfollow the people that you're no longer seeing? Do you block? Do you think that's healthier? Um, it depends. I'm trying to think. Have I, one of one of my exes I'm still like best friends with, but that wasn't like immediate. And then like my college boyfriend is like disappeared, like doesn't have a social media presence at all. Like none. Like I kept in contact with his mom longer than him. And I had I had an ex that I was like on again, off again with for a long time that I like blocked for a long time because that was necessary and then like recently unblocked but I didn't like follow him I wasn't like let's put you back on my radar and then like I don't know I I think it just depends I think immediately afterward a lot of the time now we have mute so you don't have to block anybody right like you know if I if I break up with you and I still would like to be friends at some point I'm not gonna unfollow you like I'll just mute you because it's hard to see you for a bit and then you know hopefully at some point I can unmute you when everybody's healed and we're all good again yeah right yeah I mean I sound mentally ill I realize this now but um I used to do that I'd mute I muted a guy but then I would just search his name and go look at it right I mean you needed to block yeah I had to block him because I was like I'm like caring about like what he's eating for dinner with his new girlfriend like how do I know her name how do I know what her sister looks like like this is sick (laughs) and I was like just to be clear, when I've blocked people, I'm still checking all the time. Like, it doesn't do anything. But how do you check? Do you have, like, a fake account? No, you just go to a browser and look at their profile. It's not hard. Yeah, I also have a Finsta that I check. <laughs> oh, you do? It's a passion See? for Poshmark. Oh. <laughs> I gotta make it look oh. like it's a shopper girl. How often do people contact you in there? They're like, oh, is it still available? <laughs> <laughs> Never get contact. That's so smart. No, I'm not that good. I'm like, just put it in a browser if you really want to know. But yeah, I mean, I've blocked people thinking like, oh, well now they won't be like people block their exes so that they don't pop up when they don't want to see them. And to be like, you can't interact with me. And it's like, okay, they're not gonna be able to message you, but they can see, they can still see everything you're posting if they really want to. Blocking doesn't really do much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get weird DMs? Yeah. I feel like you would get weird DMs. Uh, yeah. I get weird DMs, but I don't have as many followers. So I'm just like trying to imagine what guys send in your uh message. I mean, I don't see them all, obviously. So it's yeah. like, you know, whatever. But yeah, you get you get everything. You get everything from like really nice people who are like, you'll probably never see this, but your comedy is really important to me. And you're like, oh, that's sweet. And then you get people who I can't, uh, I cannot imagine being the type of person who DM someone they don't know and just goes like, what do I have to do to take you on a date? Who the fuck are you? What are you even, like the amount of people who like shoot their shot thinking that's gonna do anything is like so crazy to me to have that sort of delusional self-confidence. Like <laughs> it's, wow, it's weirder to me than a dick pic. It's like somehow weirder to me. That you'd be like, hey, I saw you're going to be in my city. Can I take you out to dinner? No. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? I always look at the pic. I'm like, let's see what this guy looks like. <laughs> let's think about it here. Let's not be rash. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gone out with somebody who slid into your DMs that you had no idea who they were? 
Yeah. Really? I have. And it was really awkward. <laughs> and he unfollowed me afterwards. So that's how you lose followers. <laughs> yeah. But I did go out. He lived in New York and he was like responding to stories. And I looked at his profile. I'm like, oh, he's pretty cute. And then so we met up and it was just, it was awkward and weird. And was I, he like trying to reference? No, it was like he, we, it was so uncomfortable. I would never do that again. Wow. But your ex-fiance, he slid into your DMs. Did you know him before? I had met him at a show, but like once we started dating, I didn't even remember when we met. Like that's how quick it was. I was like, where did we meet again? He's like, well, we met at that one show, remember? And I was like, oh, like I, it didn't, it was so quick. I wasn't like, oh my God, this guy, like I just met him really fast. He booked comedy shows. So he tried to book me for something and I was like busy. And then he like, Classic. was like, let's get coffee. Yeah. Then he's like, let's get coffee. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then I canceled because I was like, wait, is that person asking me out? I don't know. And then he, then he like very clearly asked me out and I was dating somebody. And so I was like, oh, this is nice, but I'm dating somebody. And then me and that guy broke up and I was trying to get over him. And so I went back to my ex-fiance's DM and just went like, if you still want to get coffee, let's do it. Like, just like no punctuation, (laughs) like on a fucking mission. I mean, it worked. Yeah. It worked, you know? So yeah, it did. It wasn't like he was a total stranger though. Like people who are total strangers who live in like Minnesota. And I'm like, why would, how would this ever, what do you think is going to happen? I'm just going to start writing back to those people. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) You need help, sir. So just send him my uh, handle. Um, (laughs) I'm actually Hannah. He's like hotter me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not at all. Um, Yeah, but I guess we can get to the questions because we only have a little bit more time left. Do you have a crazy bitch of the week? Me Uh, for getting on dating apps. (laughs) <laughs> a crazy bitch moment where I'm like whatever let's just see I'll probably delete them this week like, no nah, you just gotta it's kind of like something to do with your hands you know it is it's like another social media app mm-hmm. yeah and what you know, what kind of pics do you have I'll show you yeah let's see yeah. I'm hoping that I could always just like lie to people and say that oh someone was just using my photo do you ever like want to do that where you're like if anyone ever screenshotted something I did on a dating app I could always just be like Oh, someone used my picture. My boyfriend from ninth grade in high school, he DM'd me telling me that someone in Denver is using my profile. Like, all my pictures, really? my name, my thing. And I was like, so, like, what is the deal? Did you swipe? He's like, oh, I swiped left. And I'm like, that's me. Like, that's also <laughs> Like, so there's no, just- No, because he knew it was a trick. He knew it was a trick. I, yeah, okay. That's what I'll do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have one, like, edgy profesh. We have, we have one beach pic to show that I'm fun. I'm not. Um, I did one of the answers to a prompt. I did a, I did a clip from An Affair to Remember because look how uh, indie movie fun I am. I thought it would be funny to just do like a shitty selfie that you didn't work on. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> I'm cute. like, is that anything? It's fine. It's whatever. And then like one of them is like, post a picture from your mom's fridge so I posted like I saw a lot of people posting baby photos I was like all right we'll do that and then just like another basic one I have a deep fear of like catfishing people with my own face so like <laughs> I had to find pictures of me that were like good but not too good because I'm terrified that they're gonna like me and then they'll meet me and be like ew that's not what I thought like your pictures were better my dad literally said to me once he was like 
he was like, it's hard with your headshots, I'm sure, because you, you know, you don't want people to show up to your show and be disappointed because you look better in your headshot <laughs> on the poster. What Thank you? <laughs> so I think I, I think I probably internalized some of that. Maybe. I honestly just don't find that true either. I've never. But it does happen. People post photos of themselves from like years ago or like in a specific angle and then you meet them and you're like, oh, that's not really what I thought was going to happen. I feel like you always need to look for like the three. You need the close-up face and then the halvesy shot and the full body. So you can like double check with all your like, okay, yes, still yes. All right, we're good to go. If they look different in any of those, it's like, okay, something's, or if they're like all headshots, you're like, you're huge. You're 600 pounds. Yeah. Well, I can't, I just can't tell. I mean, there are, I, I can't tell always what, like, especially like guys, like, I feel like guys will post four pictures of themselves and three will be really far away. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I think, are these all the same person? Like, cause they're just not used to taking good photos of themselves. Yeah. I've showed up on a date where a lot of dates where the guys were a lot heavier, but I was like, I mean, I'm here, like whatever. Um, <laughs> and I'm more, I'm more upset if you are like witty and funny over text and then I show up and you're boring. I'd be more upset if your personality was misrepresented. No, totally. Like, how right. are you, how is this different? How does it translate? But I guess you just have more confidence when you're texting. And you have more time to think about it. When you're sitting in front of someone and they're like, you are expected to be witty because you have them via text. If they're not actually that quick, it's because they don't have the extra like 30 seconds to think it through. Or their roommate's not yes. giving them or a that. plug. Yeah. Right, exactly. You're like, who did I actually fall in love with? I would like whoever's been punching up your text <laughs> to send me their number. Yes, yeah, seriously. You just go home with them and then you go to the bathroom and end up in your, their roommate's room. <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll wrap it up, but um, do you have one secret you don't want your parents to know? I guess you kind of have a lot you don't want your parents to know. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, I mean, they, they know. It's not like I'm keeping it from them. They, all the information is out there for them to find. It's, I guess not. I'm sorry. I no, wish I did. I just, I, you know, just last ditch effort if you had a wild story. <laughs> no, I don't. I wish I did. I'm always such a boring podcast guest because it's always like, what's your wildest date story? And I'm like, one time I went out with a guy and I kept doing it for a year and a half. Like, <laughs> I don't, any like crazy dating stories I have happened with people I was in relationships with. So I can't really talk about them without like being a shitty ex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh, it was nuts. One time my ex did this thing and it was blah, blah. like, it's like, then you're just being, then you're just airing dirty laundry. So it's like, it's different when it's like this guy ghosted me from Bumble. You know what I mean? Like you, that's fair game. You can talk about that all day. But if somebody who like loved you fucked up, you can't like yeah talk about it on a podcast or whatever or like yeah. did something like, embarrassing birthday yeah it's a little right you right. like to story, but, but he was great he was actually really great the exactly but, but here are three nice things he did you know <laughs> exactly well this is why you got to stay on the apps because now you got to get these you got to do it for the do it for the material that's what everyone's doing that's <laughs> what i wrote i said i'm here for the material and to make sure i don't text any of my exes the idea of starting over with another person whenever i do decide i want to be in a relationship again sounds horrible to me like i have no desire to start over with somebody at all like that's the worst part and i know that's all dating is so i think there have been times in my life that i 
went back to somebody because I was like, not totally because I was like, I don't want to do this again, but just cause like, or tried to make things work because I was like, I'd so much rather like make it work with you who I already love so much than like try to figure it out with a stranger. Ew. Yeah. Try to trust someone new. <laughs> yes. It's impossible. Yeah. No, that's it, what it is. It's not even that I don't want to be in a relationship. I just don't want to trust anybody for a while. Yeah, it's it's yeah. fucking hard. I'm so sorry about this week. Oh no, it's okay. I'm like acting like he was like my soulmate. I literally like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it'll be great. I mean, I have so many hot friends who have been like rejected by people or like ghosted by people or whatever that I'm like, okay, if and when that happens to me, it's not about you like it's fine it's whatever it's all good but like yeah I think you have to be in the right headspace for dating probably so that you don't take it super personally because I've also like talked to guy friends of mine who were like oh yeah I just never responded to her and I'm like you didn't respond to her like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah men are trash but men are trash get the fuck out there Taylor you gotta (laughs) (laughs) you gotta build these stories I just need jokes. I just need jokes for podcasts. You should download uh, Tinder. That's where you're really going to get the jokes. that. Is Tinder, like, for hooking up? Is that yeah. what it is? Like, Tinder, okay. you could have a hookup in an hour. Mm-hmm. Probably 30 minutes. Oh, Depending. my God. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where you live in the city, but you could probably, <laughs> you could probably be under an hour. You know people who are using Tinder for dating and, like, seem to like it fine? But, yeah, maybe. I guess it just depends. Do people put what they are looking for on Tinder? Is that their thing? No, usually there's just no bio. (laughs) Oh, interesting. That's what I hate about Raya, too. There's, like, nothing. It's just, like, here's my face and a song and and my Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, I guess it's nice to see, but a lot of people are private. That's the Mm -hmm. thing. So it's, like, they're seeing so much of you, but you can't see them. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen any celebrities yet. I never saw a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any. I've, I've seen people who are like, I work in television, and I'm like, where? <laughs> but yeah, everyone works in television now. Like fucking Peacock is television, you know? Like right. Snapchat is television. Like yeah. everything. Yeah. It's so easy to say that, but oh man. man. Well, all right. Well, thanks. I'll so much. Let you know how long I last. Yeah, please. Yeah, keep me updated. Um, do you want to plug your handles and whatever? I mean, whatever else you want to plug your podcast or. Um. Yeah, at Taylor Tomlinson, on everything. My special is called Quarter Life Crisis on Netflix. Go watch that. My podcast is called Self Helpless. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's great. Nice. I'm so happy for you, dude. Thanks, man. Likewise, congrats on the epic special. Thanks. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.